Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today. Our text this morning comes out of Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 26, and following it. Hear with me now the words of the Lord. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. An angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and this greeting But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked, I am a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And then the angel left her. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, we take this journey of Advent, this season of preparing our hearts to celebrate your birth and to prepare our very lives to receive you deep within us so that we might be transformed by your love. So as we hear your words and as we hear the story of your birth told throughout this season, let us be convicted of its power so that we would be transformed so to be not just hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In your son's holy name we pray, amen. One of my favorite movies is the movie Bull Durham, and there is this scene at the beginning. It's after a ball game, and the manager is sitting there in the very small office that he has, and he's taking his jersey off, and he's sitting there in his T-shirt and the rest of his uniform, and he lights a cigarette, and he takes a deep drag and a big exhale. And then one of the players comes to the door, and you can tell he's just come out of the shower, and he's getting sort of all shined up for a night on the town, and he says... Someone said, you needed to see me, Skip. And he says, yeah, shut the door. Come in and take a seat. And with that, the manager takes another long drag from the cigarette. And then he says, this is the toughest job that a manager has to do. And he looks at the ball player right in the eye and he says, the organization's making a change. We're releasing you from your contract. And that's it. In that moment, just like that, 
The young man went from major league dreams and playing ball on emerald grass in the sun, a child's game as an avocation, as a profession, to the rug pulled right out from under his feet. Now maybe he could catch on with another minor league team, but he knows the grind of minor league baseball. Being released by the club at class A level means probably his prospects are very dim at best. His life turned upside down. He realizes there's a glimmer of hope for baseball, but probably that a new chapter is beginning right in front of his eyes. Have you ever had that happen to you? A day, a week, a month, or a year where the rug seems to be pulled right out from under your feet, turning your life upside down where you feel helpless, out of control, unmoored from all that is familiar. I suspect that we have all felt some of that this year. Am I right? To some degree, we have felt the rug pulled out from under us this year. And so as I think of that, as we begin this Advent journey about a world upside down, Meg referenced it in the lighting of the Advent wreath in her prayer, Brett in the call to worship. See, I think about this story, how familiar it is as the story of Christ's birth. I mean, how many times have you read it yourself? Or how many times have you heard it in church, in worship, on a Christmas Eve, or maybe even Linus reading it in the Charlie Brown Christmas special? It doesn't matter, despite the number of times that I hear it or I've read it, I'm still always surprised at how it all starts. See, for it to come to pass, for the story to happen, a set of plans have to be wrecked. Not just wrecked, they have to come crashing down all over the floor. See, the world was looking for a Messiah. The world was crying out for help. The world was crying for the chosen one, for God to save them, for the king of kings that we talked about last week. And I'm sure that if they had conducted a poll with great accuracy, no one would have expected that the king of kings, this chosen one, would come as an infant in a manger. Surely not Joseph. I mean, Joseph was a carpenter. He had sort of gotten his career started. He had been looking for love and had not found the right woman. And then he found her. The girl of his dreams, a perfect match. And while they didn't have much and they lived in a small town, it was still going to be the wedding of the year to celebrate Joseph finally getting married, to marry his wife. It was going to be the talk of the town, and yet we know the story gets turned upside down. And then there was Mary, of course, just a simple girl, content to be the wife of a carpenter, maybe a mother someday. Everything was going along just fine, and then the angel appeared to them with very clear messages. Their world turned upside down. She, before she was married, was going to become pregnant. Talk about talk of the town. Talk about gossip. 
But then not only that, she was going to bear the Son of God. Talk about pressure. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think about raising my children and Mary and I, when we, were, when we first had them and we were holding them in our arms thinking about how can I not screw this up? Imagine, you know, this is a human baby, but imagine raising the Son of God. Talk about pressure. And yet Mary and Joseph, as turned upside down as their world was, they were faithful. So I think about our Advent journey. This is a very different Advent for us. The world is turned upside down and we prepare our hearts to celebrate his birth, but we seek those elements of familiarity. We seek normal. We are so thankful to see stars and trees and wreaths and garland in the sanctuary, to see the Advent wreath front and center in our lives in the first candle lit because it gives us hope. But when we think about a very different Advent, maybe we should take our cue from Joseph and Mary. That when our world gets upside down, when our world gets wrecked, when the rug is pulled out from under us, maybe we should do like they did. Maybe we should listen more intently to what is being said, how God is speaking to us. Maybe we need to trust God with the impossible because God takes it, as the scripture says, and makes the impossible possible. And most definitely, we should act as instruments of hope for a world that needs to hear it. See, in a world upside down, we need to listen to the words of the messenger. I mean, Mary and Joseph were both visited by angels. That says one thing really clear, pay attention, listen up. But it's not just the news that the angel shared that was powerful. It's what the appearance of the angel means. And it means the same is true for us. As we hear those words, as we listen to the words, under the words, what we also realize is that God is with us, that we are not alone. That's what the presence of the angel told Joseph and told Mary, was that they were not alone, that they were not going to be doing this journey by themselves, that God was going to be with them every step of the way that God was speaking to them through the message and even through the messenger itself. In the movie Up in the Air, George Clooney plays this character, Ryan Bingham, and Ryan Bingham is what they call a corporate transition specialist. Yeah, essentially he's the one that comes in and delivers the bad news when a company is downsizing and making a change. And so in one such exchange, he's sharing this with one of the employees that is being let go, and he says, I am a wake-up call. I see people like you every day who go to work at the same job in the same place without a moment of happiness. You have an opportunity in front of you right now. This is a rebirth. Now, I'm sure his words sounded trite in the moment to the one who was receiving them because the rug just got pulled out from under him. Their whole life was turned upside down by a simple memo to come meet in the conference room. Sure, the words were hard to hear, and anyone that's gone through that knows that, 
But maybe just maybe there's some truth in them that it is this chance for a rebirth to do life over again, to start somewhere anew and to live in that happiness that he was talking about. For Joseph and Mary, the angel's words were hard to hear. They had had a dream of their life together, of what it was going to look like, but yet all of a sudden in that one instant in those conversations with them, it was a new story, a rebirth where God promised to be with them every step of the way. So here on the first Sunday of Advent, we have to ask ourselves this question. How have our lives been upside, turned upside down this year? How have our lives been turned upside down? What kind of reset, what kind of rebirth might God be calling us to undertake in life as we see it, as we live it? What might God be calling us to do? But this story is not just about listening to the words under the words. It's about realizing that God can do the impossible. He can make the impossible possible. I mean, a virgin birth, a poor, pegged, a poor peasant teenage girl giving birth to the Son of God. The impossible is possible. The lesson of the story for us is about trusting God when the angel says the impossible is possible, that when the rug is pulled out from under us, that we don't just look at the pieces go crashing on the ground, but we begin to see that our faith can hold us up at that time, that God can do amazing things. I mean, this is the God who raised his son from the dead, the one who made the lame to walk, the blind to see, that fed 5,000, that turned water into wine. See, when the rug is pulled out from under us, do we realize that God is present with us in that moment and that God can do the impossible through us? What are we being called to do during this season? No matter how impossible it may seem, what are we being called to do and will our faith allow us to carry that journey forward much in the same way that Joseph and Mary did when they heard their news? But what's great about their story, about their faithfulness, what's great about what Joseph and Mary did is that they gave hope to the world both in a literal sense in the birth of Christ, but also in a theological and figurative sense because they were faithful people listening to and trusting God to change the world through them. See, a baby is God's sign that the world must continue, that the world carries on, that time rolls forward, but that we are all in this journey together to make it a better place. And so while our world is upside down and seems to be swirling around us at times, we need to also be instruments of God's hope because it's all around us. We just have to open our eyes to see it and be a part of that journey. I think about the stories that I have heard throughout this pandemic that has happened from March up until just last week. I mean, you have the NBA star Kevin Love who when it first closed down the NBA, that he gave $100,000. 
to help support those that worked in the arenas that were closed, to help them get by. Sweden's Princess Sophia, she sat aside her tiara to take medical training so that she could work in the hospitals and on those wards, not as a medical professional, but to be the one that supported them, to help clean up, to help sterilize, to help make things possible. She was part of the support structure to help give the world hope. Owner of the sandbar down in Georgia. It's a famous place where people come and that they, they sort of write notes on a dollar bill and then they get it stapled to the wall just as sort of a decoration. And so when this hit and they shut the bars down, he looked at his six employees and he said, I can do something about this. And so he meticulously pried each of those dollar bills off the walls of his bar, $3,700. Divided it up six ways to help his employees get by while they were shut down and not able to earn a living. An 11-year-old in Nebraska put a bridle on her pony and walked her from the barn over to the retirement community across the street and went to the windows of each of the residents and knocked, and she, with her pony, just waved and to talk to people through the glass. In each of these four incidences, these individuals provided hope to a world that had had the rug pulled out from under it because they saw a need for it. How can we listen? How can we trust? But more importantly, how can we act to provide hope just like this candle burning right in front of us, provide hope for the world around us so that people see that that brightness is still there? So on this, the first Sunday of Advent, where we began to take the first steps of our Advent journey, a very different journey than years past, we realize that we too are following the star to the manger. We're following the star to give the world hope. We are called in the name of Christ to give hope to a world that is turned upside down. And our journey will be great. Our journey will be magnificent. Our journey will be wonderful if we are willing to be just like Joseph and Mary. Willing to listen intently to what God calls us to do. Willing to trust God to do the impossible through us. And to offer hope for the world just as Joseph and Mary did so long ago when the angel appeared to them and told them the news. So let us go forth from our homes. Let us go forth into the world carrying the light of hope, trusting in the one who came to give hope to the world. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9, or 11. Have a blessed day.